This is Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. I'm Lizzie, and this is a show where you determine the course of my actual fate. The show comes out now every other Thursday. That's when you listen with your ears, nose, and throat. Go to my Instagram stories and cast your vote. That happens on Thursdays. Go to the poll in my stories. I get the results the following day, and I take immediate action. You can truly listen to the show anytime because I don't reveal the results until the following episode. That's when you find out whether this show has elevated, whether you've elevated or completely decimated my life. What happened in your, in your well-moisturized hands? Also, I have a Patreon. If you'd like to join, the link is in my Instagram bio. And I'm also still giving tarot readings regularly. If you'd like one, go to my website, lizziecooperman.com, schedule a reading in the readings drop-down menu. And I have to say, They also make a great gift. I'm just going to put this out there. Today is National Penguin Awareness Day. What better way to celebrate than by gifting a reading to your friend, mother, or lover? And by the way, those are all on Zoom, and I am willing to stay up until, I'll say, 4 a.m. to give a reading from across the ocean. This is such a rich episode. I would love to just get into it. So let's plunge, much like a bra you might wear under a V-neck, into the past. In the last episode, you had a choice between red hair and Ren Faire. Do I emerge from that episode with a drastic red hair color, also known as Candy Crush? Or Ren Faire? Try to get a tarot booth at the Renaissance Fair. I actually learned, by the way, it's called the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. Did you know that? The... Those erotic feathers and those floppy hats, my friends. Um, After this episode, I did get a lot of messages from crowd sorcerers, also known as sorcerers, saying, don't do it. Don't go red. Very caring, concerned voices just rising up against L'Oreal there for a minute. And let me tell you, you voted. Renfair. I come to you dishwater blonde as always. Um, so I drew up a plan. I I actually Googled some images because I thought a booth in my mind, a Ren Faire booth would be like the one where Lucy from Peanuts conducts her therapy sessions. But instead, all the images I saw were these giant, like colorful Renaissance scarves hanging down. You feel like there's, you know, a leer nearby. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'd have to get a tent or it would be like a large wagon I don't know if you remember in Wizard of Oz, that fortune teller, Professor Marvel, <laughs> your favorite character of all time, Professor Marvel. Yeah, because he lived in like a, <laughs> like he lived in a taco truck. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying a tiny house to work at the Ren Fair. That would be amazing. I buy a tiny house, paint it purple with a giant eyeball on it. Um No, but I just drew a tent with black Sharpie and I wrote celestial readings with Lady Lizzie. I'm going to post that drawing on the Patreon. And yeah, of course, you'll be the first ones to hear when I'm definitely accepted. And now, sorcerers, let's roll our wagons into the present. This episode is called Fix My Wall, Hail Mary Mall. First, fix my wall. Friends, sorcerers, 
Who here is familiar with a nearly lethal adhesive called command strips? These Velcro adhesives you stick to the wall, then you're supposed to press the painting against the wall, pull the painting away from the wall, and the other side of the Velcro is supposed to be stuck to the wall, but instead you push, you pull, and you gouge. Four spots on my wall, like dark continents where the paint has peeled. I see them as flesh for the piranha of my landlady's gaze. I can see her walking through the apartment. What happened here? Running her finger down the lead-poisoned edges. Sorcerers, I need help. And I was thinking, what if I could barter with a handy person? They fix my wall, and I give them, yes, a tarot reading. Now, the original plan, and this I talked about with my guests, this was before I talked to the expert, was that I was going to post on Angie's List, which is like a handy person website, and I was also going to post about this on Nextdoor because what else do those people have going on? Are you on Nextdoor? Open the app. It's people like, there's a strange man in the neighborhood. He's wearing a FedEx uniform. Yeah, he doesn't live there. He's delivering a package. They're like, is there a ghost in the neighborhood? Look what I got on my, through my doorbell camera. Look what I recorded. A windy, a windy evening. So the idea was to post on Nextdoor app and Angie's list. And if no one responded in three days time, I would try to do it myself. And if I succeeded, I would get to go rock climbing with my friend Bridger, friend of the show and holder of one free pass. Just another wall that would be so emblematic of this personal victory. That was the original plan. Then I talked to my expert who had something a little bit different in store who actually made me an offer on the spot. This has only happened one other time in Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands history. You might remember it from the Ikea, the uh, dresser roulette episode. Now, this is not game over because the other option is really major as well. And if you don't vote fix my wall, which by the way, I'm going to say fixing your wall can be a, a big thing. Sometimes it's that small energetic change or learning something new. We'll flag that for follow-up. But what if I learned how to spackle and that became like part of my repertoire? And if you don't vote for it, I'll just put a bigger picture over the damage and wait till I move out of this place to then contend with my feelings around it. The other option for this episode is Hail Mary Mall. I have not been on the schedule. It pains me to say this. I've not been on the schedule at Victoria's Secret for weeks now, and it's taking a toll on me emotionally. I've called multiple times asking if I can have some hours. They're like, you're seasonal. So now that the holiday's over, much like Santa, you've got to go back to your other job at Cold Stone Creamery. I can see him actually loving that. No, but they said they didn't have the hours. And it's not sitting well with me. And on top of Victoria's Secret, you also voted for me to become a mall bitch, which meant joining the gym at the mall and finishing the Marvel Universe by Bruce Wagner at the Cheesecake Factory. Well, now when I go to the mall, it's bittersweet. (laughs) And that's not just the cherry cheesecake. It does feel like driving by your ex's house. and, And I feel like a stalker being there. Just parked in my car at night, staring up at the Nordstrom entrance. Oh, those were the days. So I don't want to feel like a stalker. I need to confront this issue. And if you vote Hail Mary Mall, I'm showing up in person to ask my manager, Maria, 
what is going on? I need to get to the bottom of this. And if she says, no, it's over. Your time here is over. If she says, get the hell out of this town, I'm going to take a lap around the mall, a victory lap, get some samples. Remember the woman at Sephora who was like, it's Luminizer. I'm going to hit her up for some freebies. I'll get some maybe just insane eye makeup done, head over to the factory, say it's my birthday, and I'll transfer my gym membership to Glendale, which is the one closer to me. But if she says yes, yes, we want to give you ours, then my Hail Mary, my trying to hold on to this life, this this second life as sales lead one and very sexy Andrew Mangels, then my Hail Mary was a relative success. So this is kind of a final plea. I'm asking God, do you want me to hold on to that job, that life, the bra straps of life, if you will? So there it is. Fix my wall or Hail Mary Mall. First, I had to talk to some experts. So I called a handy person. And again, this conversation occurred after I recorded with my guests. This is Grayson. I can't believe I found you a hybrid handy woman and landlady. Yeah. Now, first of all, I'm curious, how do you feel about command strips? They can take the pain off the wall. Right. I don't know. Sometimes they don't, I guess. If you get the right kind, they're not supposed to. Um, if you don't have the right paint for your wall, it's a much bigger deal to make a little hole in your paint. Right. Okay. So as a handy person, have you ever bartered? Like, has anyone ever offered you something in exchange for your skills? Um, yeah. Okay. What do you consider an, ex- an acceptable offer? Um, like if I were to patch your walls and you were to give me something. Yes. I feel like. Your main thing that you do is your tarot card reading. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Grayson, that's so crazy because that's what I'm offering to (laughs) fix this. (laughs) Would you really seriously do that? Yeah, I would. Um, Is it just this one area? (laughs) You're like, first, a photo. How many hours are we talking about here? I have the picture right here. I'm sending it to you. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yes, for sure. That's a question. You know. think so? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I've secured my handy woman. Yeah. I can't even believe this. Wow, this is like a miracle phone call. Okay. But I will tell you, I will tell you this, actually. You need, you probably need to spackle it first. And let this bag will dry and then paint. So that's going to add some time. Okay. And spackle sounds like a breed of lizard to me, by the way. Spackle is like a little jar of goo that you smear on to fill little holes. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to get to spackle it. So we'll get to use an exciting verb. If you want, I can come over and tell you every single thing to do every step of the way. And then it'll be like you did it yourself, but you can have my expertise, you know, and oh my I'll be God. there like helping you do a great job. And then you'll just be like, I did it. And you did. Okay. I feel like that goes down in Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands history. And again, I spoke with Grayson after I recorded with my guests. So we, we did not have that offer on the table at the time. Next, I really wanted to talk to an actual store manager 
to see how far they think I should go with this Hail Mary option. How hard should I ride this manager? And thankfully, I was connected with Rachel. Okay, so Rachel, mistake me if I'm wrong, but you were a manager at the ever-popular fashion house known as Kate Spade. Yes, yes. I worked for Kate Spade as a store leader or store manager for about six years. Okay, and this was in a mall, is that correct? Yes, I personally worked for Kate at three different locations, um, so three different malls. Wow, you were a tri-store worker? A trade was. I started off in Indianapolis and then worked my way to the suburbs of Chicago. And then my final location was in downtown Chicago on the Michigan Avenue location mm. in 900. Okay. So. Okay. I'm definitely talking to the right person. And, and I'm guessing you had to hire more employees for seasonal shifts. Yes. We always brought on seasonal people. We started also bringing on like summer seasonal people too, the longer that I was oh. there. And the really great thing was that we actually ended up finding a lot of our uh, employees through seasonal hiring because we would ask them to stay on if, you know, they performed well and if they liked working there and it was you know, a mutual mm. um, beneficial relationship. So how did you determine, I guess, who moved on from the seasonal round? <laughs> Yeah, like, how did I, like, kind of make, like, uh, sorry, how did I evaluate for them to stay on permanently? Yes. Yeah, so basically, my whole mindset was, I, I really like people who, like, I guess the best way to say it is, like, showed up for work. Like, you wanted to be there, and I could tell that you were going to put the effort in. I'm really big on attitude when coming to a job. I can teach you anything, but I can't teach people to have a good attitude about being at work. It's a little bit right. tougher. Um, so if I had people that I could tell wanted to be there and wanted to do a good job and, you know, they had good attendance and they worked well with the customers or responded well to feedback and, you know, we found where they fit in, whether that was helping with stock, whether that was greeting or bringing people out, whatever the case may be. Okay. Um, it was, it was just but my biggest thing for keeping someone on permanently, honestly, was their attitude. <laughs> so when, when people move on from seasonal, you don't technically fire them if you don't ask them back. Correct. Yeah. So when they would get brought on, we would have them sign basically a contract that okay. was saying they understood it was a 90 day relationship where at the end of it, um, we would say goodbye if we felt like it wasn't oh. the best um, okay. partnership um, and or we could ask them to stay. This but is my way of firing them. This is my way of asking if I can still get unemployment. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, that's a really good question. I do not. Yep. I don't think so that you could collect unemployment if you were a seasonal employee. Not just because you signed. Oh. Wow. Okay. So I was hired for seasonal at Victoria's Secret, and they brought on like an army of women, and the hours are dwindling. And I've already called them. You know, they've been like, "We want to put you back on the schedule." They've said that, but when I call, they're like, "We just don't have the hours right now." It's really hard because in January is when they cut all the payroll typically across retail because right. um, you know, the busy season's over and that's the, the issue that people are always facing. But I was always willing to be like, okay, if you really want to be here and you're okay with getting one shift a week, because that was kind of our stipulation. We had to have at least have you for four hours a week to stay on and be an active employee. Um, then, then yeah, we could. I personally would respond well to that. Okay. I but I just don't want anything to end in a restraining order. 
I well. I think if you had a good relationship with with the leadership team, then I think that it would be okay. Um, okay. I think if it's something where it's been like, hey, we've already had maybe the conversation of okay. departing, but I guess my thing is that they're telling you they want you to stay on, they just don't have hours. Okay. That's kind of a confusing message, but... You're like, but don't go in through the employee entrance. I just... Go through that scary mall, that scary hallway for the mall employees. I just, oh yeah, I know that hallway well. I just start squatting there. So what should I say? I walk into the store. I douse myself in bombshell perfume. I would just be like, hey, I would just love to understand. I know you said that you know you want to keep me on the schedule. I know there are no hours. Is there any way? that one I would ask maybe is there any other reason why I'm not being invited back I just want to have the feedback for it if there's anything I can improve I'd love to improve that if that's not the case then hey like are you open to me picking up shifts I'd love to be someone that you can call if someone calls off and seeing if you could work that angle too because I would actually appreciate it as well okay you're like and definitely do it on someone's shoulders in a giant trench coat (laughs) definitely going (laughs) Okay. Right. 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 (laughs) Whatever shows your true colors to the manager who needs to know what to expect in the future. Rachel, thank you so much. I'm so happy I found you. Where can people find you? Do you want people to? I have an Instagram um, at your gal rate. Amazing. Um, And my TikTok is the same handle at your gal rate. Perfect. Pretty easy breezy. Thank you so much. And now for my incredible guests. I have the creator and star of One Mississippi. You've seen her in Army of the Dead, Instant Family, her incredible specials, Boyish Girl Interrupted, Happy to Be Here, and Drawn. She's also the author of a book I love called I'm Just a Person. It's Tig Notaro. Hi. Hello. (laughs) And then also from the L Word, Generation Q, Dream Corp, LLC, Reboot, Cinephile, Indebted, Bob's Burgers. And by the way, they directed together um, an American comedy drama film called MIOK, Stephanie Allen. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Um, You guys are here at an interesting apex of this show. So they voted for me to become an employee at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> and I was, I actually loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I told, there's just something about, first of all, like having a job that's not in, like has nothing to do with Hollywood in any way and not knowing anybody. And I told them my name was Elizabeth. So it was like, totally anonymous. Wait, you didn't have to fill out paperwork to get paychecks and... Well, that is my legal name. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, that makes sense for Lizzie. (laughs) But where we're at right now is that seasonal is over and and they're they're cutting my hours to where I barely have any hours and I've already invest, like put my whole life into this shopping mall. How much money you make in there? Minimum wage. I know that's rude to ask. Minimum wage? Minimum wage. And then sometimes a free bra. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. 
<laughs> do you ask for one or they come out randomly and ask you if you want a free bra? They'll tell you it's the busiest day of the year, which by the way, every time people walked in, I was like in the front going, just to let you guys know, today is the biggest sale of the year. All of our sale bras are 50% off. Did you need a measurement or like I had like a spiel? My- Did anyone ever rec- recognize you from stand up or anything? I had... First of all, I chose a mall that was pretty far away. I can mm-hmm. say which mall it is now because I, I don't work there anymore. I, th- I think I've been quietly fired. <laughs> <laughs> Were you terrible at your job or just yeah. the season was over? I think the season was over because everyone was like, Elizabeth, you're doing so well. They they were like, your, your sales conversion rate, I guess, which is like... <laughs> I can't believe this is my life. That I am like I I'm, can. I, I, <laughs> I certainly can. This all ever, makes sense. It's so crazy. I got so much gratification over like out of out of like working a full shift. Then when it's done, being like, God, I'm so fried. I gotta go like, have a beer at the Cheesecake yes. Factory. <laughs> I got to go have sex on the beach at the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) So one of the options for today is called Hail Mary Mall. And that means I'm going to go into Victoria's Secret and be like, why am I not on the schedule? Oh. (laughs) And I'm going (laughs) to. This is so dumb. (laughs) This is so dumb. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do it on a day when this manager who likes me is working. Her name is Maria. I'm gonna go in there and be like, I pledge my life, my thong, and my soul to Victoria's Secret. We both know I was sales lead one. That's what they called me. And nobody at your job knows there's a podcast driving this. No. No. Uh. And it almost slipped because there was one girl who works in so there's Victoria's Secret and then there's Pink, which is like for college kids, you know, like those yeah. sweatpants that say, <laughs> were you guys ever into that? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, that's- I li- learned about it in the past couple of months from a documentary that mentioned pink. And I was like, I don't even know what pink is. Right. And they were talking about how it was the biggest thing in the world. And I was like, well, I was Walking around in Levi 501s. Right. Your next special, and- I want sweatpants with pink running down the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever shop there, Stephanie? Yes. I had a pink sweatshirt. Oh, nice. That said okay. pink down the side when I was in high school. Oh, my goodness. Where is it now, do you think? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> so we there's a girl who works in pink who told me she was an actress and she was really nice. And we always like had our breaks together. By the way, the break room is just like concrete floors. Like you're eating on a table two inches from a microwave that has like mm-hmm. soup stains running down it. <laughs> it's not as glamorous as one might imagine. So I was kind of bonding with this girl and she's like, so what's your other job? And I go, I'm a writer. She asked for no specifics, so I didn't get oh, that. Cool. <laughs> oh, cool. But, right, right, right. <laughs> but everyone there was really young, too. Like, she would come into work with, like, a unicorn horn, you know, and be like, welcome to Victoria's Secret. You know, like, it just, it was another universe. Everyone had giant eyelash extensions. And, and were I they think, all happy to be there? 
I think they were in college, but they were also like loved the stuff because they would shop. They'd be like, what are you going to buy today? And I was like- did they think you were- did they think you were someone's grandmother? I'm not even kidding. One of one of the girls was like, said something. I go, I really hope I get, I, I hope they put me on the calendar this weekend. And she goes, well, you don't need the money like the rest of us do. And I'm like, does she think I'm retired? <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> trying to make friends. You're, right, right. You're working part-time to make friends. She just needed something During to do. Your golden years. So, so I decided if I go in there and Maria's like, we don't want you here. Or she just says, mm-hmm. like, you're still just on call or whatever. I'm going to do kind of a victory lap at the mall. I'm going to go around, mm-hmm. try to get samples, transfer my gym membership to Glendale. Uh-huh. I can't believe the mess this, this show has created in, in my life, actually. But have you gotten in some pretty solid shape? Yes, actually. We're working out in the mall? So I have been working out, and then they also voted mm-hmm. for me on another episode to do this exercise routine that I designed called the P90LZ, uh, <laughs> Power 90 Lizzie, and it was like an arm strengthening workout that I created. So the, this podcast has actually been pretty beneficial. Lisa, you've been busy. <laughs> At all the you've wrong been- things. <laughs> <laughs> At all the, like, that's the thing. I'm a comedian. I should be, this should be, should I do an album? You know, but- is that fun for yeah. people to listen to? Now, okay, when no, your albums are not fun. <laughs> oh no, I what, just Stephanie. <laughs> I'm just curious, like when you're actually like doing the job and you're in there with everyone, do you like maintain your personality and sense of self, or does it all? Do you become something else, Elizabeth? Do you become yeah. Elizabeth? Oh my goodness. Great-grandmother Elizabeth. (laughs) We want to meet Elizabeth. Aetna, retired Aetna insurance agent, Elizabeth. (laughs) That's an interesting question. Have you ever heard the the thing about a a blind man touching an elephant and thinking, oh, I'm touching a wall, and then, oh, I'm touching a tree, and it's all these different parts that make up the elephant. Mm-hmm. And that's I, what I feel like at Victoria's Secret, that it, Elizabeth is one part of this giant elephant that is not part fulfilling of the her elephant? purpose. <laughs> what part right. of the elephant do you suppose Elizabeth is? The asshole. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So part of me is like, well, maybe this is, you know, I don't know if you believe in fate, but you know what? I actually think you do. Okay. I would say so. I'm not sure about it. That would... <laughs> You're on the but fence. I'm on the fence. Because I feel like this maybe would be a message that I don't belong in a shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> Who belongs there? You know, I think pe- some people really thrive there. And I do, I do like connecting with people. And I like meeting people that I, I just, you know, who aren't in the business. And it was mm-hmm. kind of fun, like, meeting women. And some people are shopping for their first bra. And there was, like, something sweet about her. People shopping for their partners were really nervous. Uh-huh. Did you get, did you get um, awkward lesbians coming in? I, I have had awkward lesbians. 
I've also had a guy uh, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm here to get a bra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I had you a need guy. One of those things. I had a guy. <laughs> one of those yeah. I had a guy looking at lingerie and he was like, wait a minute. So this connects to this and this connects to this. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh my God, I have to get this. And I was like, oh, because you figured it out? Like, not because you, it's not a model train. You're going to bring this home to your girlfriend. This bedazzled garter belt because you're like, look how cool this is. <laughs> I think he can then like explain it to her. So yeah, so that's one of the options. Hail Mary Mm -hmm. Mall. So that's me going to the mall, saying goodbye to the mall, essentially transferring my membership, getting the samples. The other one is fix my wall. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried command strips. No. They should not be sold over the counter. I had this drawing of Frida Kahlo that I wanted to hang on my wall. Was it the original? It was an original. It was an original. Okay. And for sale. <laughs> now that I don't work at, at Vicky's anymore. Um, Vicky's? <laughs> Vicky's? I, I miss her. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled it off my wall and it just like ripped all the paint from my wall. So if they vote fix my wall, what I'm going to do is post on the next door app and on Angie's list, which is like for handymen, will somebody fix my wall in exchange for a tarot reading and see if I can find <laughs> Well, I'm wondering if that would be unsafe. Do you put yourself in unsafe situations? That's a great question. I did have an Thank episode you. called Dresser Roulette where I texted all these people in my phone, will you help me put together a dresser? <laughs> That was probably the worst idea I've I've ever had. In my life. So the people you're texting don't know you're doing this for your podcast, and they're just right. getting a text that says, "Will you help me put together a dress?" Yes. And who responded? So it, it on that episode, I had an expert who I talked to about IKEA dressers to say, like, okay, yeah. say I had a guy come over, how long would he be at my apartment? How long does it take? And that guy said, I would like to be added to the list. So the people listening were like, you've got to ask that guy. He was great. Text him. Will you assemble the dresser? He came over. It took hours. And he put it together upside down. (laughs) He was upside down? He was upside down. Because that's impressive. <laughs> Wait, when you he sent was. out that... <laughs> when you sent out all those texts, will you help me? Was it radio silence from friends in your phone? Well, I texted that guy and he was like, yes, immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was whoever answers first is going to do it. Yeah. So right. that guy came over. He assembled the dresser. I'm watching uh-huh. the sun go down. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to be at the Genius Bar. Um, So we've got to call it a day. He left. And then I was trying to put the dresser together myself. And I realized the back panel was put in backward. Upside down. Oh, my God. It was a whole thing. So then I had to call a task rabbit who happened to be a fire performer. And he Mm -hmm. was like, I could pretty safely set you on fire. And I was like, you mean like at a show or something? (laughs) So then they voted whether I would let this 
Task Rabbit <laughs> set me on fire. Now, what made you start doing this podcast? Are you trying to feel more alive? Are you, uh, is this mm. a cry for help? Yeah. I love that you asked that. Okay. Because when you said cry for help, I really felt it <laughs> <laughs> on a cellular level. Well, no, no, I've done things. I did something uh, and, or I've done things in my life that are like, um, where I think, oh, this is funny and crazy. And then somebody goes, wait, this is alarming that you did this, you know? Right. And so I'm wondering, like I went swimming with sharks. And then when I, after I really examined what I was doing, and I was like not in a cage. I was with bull sharks. They're the most aggressive shark in the world. And I was surrounded by six of them and I jumped into that water. And you, in, Steph, when you were doing that, you thought, oh, this is funny? Did I? Yeah. No, I didn't think it was funny. I just thought, well, I just want to have an experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's what this podcast seems like is having different experiences. And then when a friend of mine who I've, we've been close friends since we were five, she's a therapist and social worker. She was like, that seemed like a cry for help. And after I examined myself, I thought, wow, I was in like kind of this right. dark place where I just was like, hmm, you know? Yeah. And so if you're um, potentially crossing paths with weird people, um, that was my first thing of like, oh no, are you safe? Right. And then I was like, and then my thought was like, but wait, what is this podcast? Well, Where did, what inspired this? First things first, I would only swim with a hammerhead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Second, I, so I was inspired by this because during the pandemic, I really mm -hmm. did not want to be in Los Angeles. I was alone in this apartment. I had a peacock yeah. outside my door that would not leave me alone. I was yes. really depressed. And I told my therapist, I, I really want to just go to New Mexico. And he goes, then do it. Go. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like had he not given me the permission to go, I I, I don't know that I would have gone. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. He said, put, I was, put your stuff in storage and drive there. Find a place and go. Wow. And yeah. So I wanted to see how big change would affect my life. That said, my I will say since the pandemic ended, I've been short on jobs. I'm performing constantly and have been yeah. for like, over 20 years and it's, I'm constantly like plateaued and I'm just thinking, what if I shake up the energy? What if, yeah. what mm -hmm. if making a choice changes the, the current? So fixing my I wall. I love that. Okay. I, because I do, I do want to honor that question though. Is it a cry for help? Because there are weeks where I'm like, I need to keep the stakes really big because I want people to listen and know that I'm actually doing something, not just like, you know, should I watch Glass Onion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get that. And I always, you know, I have uh, an advice podcast. And when people um, are feeling depressed or like not meeting new people, what I always say is, you're probably going to the same grocery store. You're probably going to the same coffee shop. You're probably going to the mm -hmm. same bar. Go create a new path. Right. In the same town. You don't even have to move to a new town. You can go find a new coffee shop and be a regular there. 
go find a new bar and be a regular there or, you know, go to a new gym across town or whatever. And so I totally get the shaking it up thing. Okay. Um, Yeah. So... And and by the way, for the fix my wall thing, if if I don't hear back from any handyman or women with, yeah. within three days, I'm going to do mm-hmm. it myself. I'm going to go to Home Depot, get the color match, and just make it like a, a project. Just do the best Amazing. you can. Right. Are you handy at all? No. What would you rather do? Would you rather go in and confront the manager at Victoria's Secret and kind of try to learn, accept the end of this era at the mall? Or would you rather try to... Exchange the tarot reading for the repair. Well, I mean, I personally, you know, who cares what I, I would want to do. So I'd rather try and patch a wall or something like that. But I love awkwardness. And so I would have to really lean towards you confronting the manager. Because that to me is hilarious to think about you, um, having that conversation. How do you feel, Stephanie? Yeah. I mean, I had a job. I I will say I'm a terrible employee and I had a job once that I- And spouse. Just (laughs) terrible at everything. (laughs) You're a terrible spouse. (laughs) Well, this ended, so this like, I mean, I really was like, oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? And what ended up happening was they stopped putting me on the schedule. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not on the schedule this week. And then mm. slowly I realized I was never, I just was never on the schedule ever again. And I never followed up because I didn't, if it was a mistake, I didn't want them to say, oh, sorry, we want to keep coming. And I just wanted to make sure I was definitely never going to go back there. But yeah. clearly they felt the same way because they would have noticed me not coming had it been a mistake. But I really, yeah. I didn't need to hear why I wasn't, put on the schedule because I knew it was a really, I I was a really terrible employee. You didn't need to go in there and go, tell it to my face, Maria. It's like, I was here. (laughs) I really, really would like for you. But that's what I'm curious about. Like, do you think, do you have any sense of it? Because if you don't have any sense of it, I would be very curious what her response would be. But then I also feel like very intrigued by anybody that will like work in the barter system. I know, I know. And I've got to get this fixed because every time I go, I think about the security deposit immediately when I move into an apartment or like any, Mm -hmm. anytime something goes wrong, I'm like panning forward five years, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I should, I, what I need right now is a vision board (laughs) or I need an annual plan. Mm -hmm. An annual vision board. An annual. That's what you should do. Is you should start a a whole thing of on New Year's Eve, you get the gals together and you all vision board for the year. I love that. I love you too. Do you have one? (laughs) Do I have a vision board? Yeah. No. Um, You're someone who's surprised by, yeah. I'm not opposed to it. What were you I was gonna just going to say, if you had a vision board, like I can't even imagine what that would look like, what would be on it. Me? Yeah. Well, tell me what you think would be like, on it's my vision like, board. I feel like that would be the craziest thing I'd ever have ever <laughs> seen. Like whatever you would show me 
of something you would want. Tell me what you tell me three things you think would be on my vision board. Well, as I my think your I think your vision board would be extremely um, practical, like almost like a checklist or like a to do list. Like mm. it, I, I can't imagine anything like dream vibe. You know, like like a Lamborghini. <laughs> I just think you'd put like, I want good health and like like very like broad. I want squirrels playing in my backyard. Oh my God. Sharks. The sharks come back. (laughs) But Stephanie, there's not anything. If you, if there was something cut out of a magazine. For you that. Yeah. Honestly, what would that, I don't know you to want anything other than just for things to be. Good. I'm imagining smoothies for you. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Well, that's like Tig's Instagram where Tig jokes that she just follows heads of lettuce. Ah. Like every (laughs) every account's just like a vegan food. (laughs) I do. I follow heads of lettuce. Like it would just be health and, well, but that's not even a vision board. Like, (laughs) <laughs> Do you think that by moving Victoria's Secret out of my life, it might make room for, say, a job at Lids? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it could make space for something else. Yeah. I think something I actually need in my life, a writing job, moving forward in stand-up. Mm-hmm. I, this podcast has been a project. So you, at one point, like in the pandemic, you're feeling stuck. To some degree. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I'm going to mix it up and create opportunities for myself. Yes. And I'm curious, has there been lasting opportunity or has it been like just a hilarious podcast? The one thing is I'm actually a, a good tarot reader. And they voted for me to create a tarot business on one of my episodes. And I've, oh. I have clients now. Oh. And do you and, enjoy and it? I love it. And the last episode, they voted for me to try to get a tarot booth at the Ren Fair. <laughs> that's on your vision board. Oh, that's on my vision board. Mm. I also became a tour guide for the TV show This Is Us. Wait. It's been going for almost a year. That's why it's like, I, I almost am like hesitant to tell you about all the things because it's like, okay, it's just so much to unpack. But What do you, what, what do you mean? You... T- you're the, you, what do you show people? So there's like a, where the crock pot blew up. <laughs> like at a studio? I, there are houses. So a lot of it was filmed in Los Angeles. There, there's a company. Well, on our street. Yeah, there's there's our a street. house. There's a house on our street that they used for that show. I don't know what house. Okay. I have seen. I'm guessing it's not on the map yet. Mm-hmm. And it should be. So <laughs> I tell everyone where you live. You're like, yeah, no. I'm like, Tig. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been to our house. You and uh, Nikki Glazer came over once. Can I tell you the funniest thing? Do you remember what you said to me on the couch? No. You had a massage and you go, what time are you out? And I thought, and I go, oh, that's really interesting. I was like, I've actually never dated a woman, but, and you go, 
what did you think I asked you, Lizzie? And I thought you asked me, when are you coming out? (laughs) (laughs) And you go, that's not what I asked you. You're like, I have a massage at 3 p.m. (laughs) I also love TIG that when you have people over, you go, what time are you out? (laughs) Can I say, I actually really appreciate that because I love boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I feel like my ideal would be someone just like squeezing me the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> like this is well, the thing. Um, yeah. I, I love, I love boundaries. Um, I don't know if they're always followed on my side or anyone else's, but I like the idea of them. You're like, speaking of which, I do have a hard out at 2 p.m. <laughs> okay. Oh like, yeah. Are we? And I do love a boundary. <laughs> No, 2.15. Oh, 2.15. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Are we doing this right, this podcast? You're doing it so well. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. think. I do feel like there is something to letting go of the mall, doing that final victory lap, saying goodbye, and cutting ties almost like spiritually and going in knowing it's over. Okay. Because I poured so much energy into that place. Yeah. Well, and I meet you got at Wetzel so many times. <laughs> well, I think that's when like what always fascinated me when I had jobs like that, which was I always I mean, I was out pretty fast, but I always felt like I found them extremely um soul sucking and draining and like I completely could not function as myself in that space. And what blew me away was how everyone else didn't feel that way. That they, it was their, they were excited to come to work. It was their social life. They wanted to hang out after. They wanted to go to the Cheesecake Factory. And that to me was like, a like almost gave me hope and like, oh, okay, I'm just not supposed to be here. Can you tell me what one of the jobs was, what one of the stores or? Um, I worked at Blockbuster Video because I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so that seemed yep. like the, like I was 18 and I worked there for a week before I. That's like Cheryl Hines worked at Universal Studios. Just like his clothes. I'm like, ooh, movies. So beautiful. Well, I plan to have a lingerie empire one day. So <laughs> you will. Yeah. I mean, I would take the, at Blockbuster, I would take the, when I would be at the desk, I would take the phone and just tilt it a little bit back. So it was off the hook, but it looked like it was hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Stephanie, that is so... Br- you like Rube Goldberg <laughs> blockbuster? <laughs> it's like, well, who's ever calling it the problem? That's why they went under. That's why they went under. <laughs> that is so I funny. know I can't help you, whatever you're calling about. <laughs> okay. And what about fixing the wall? So you think... I, I find the idea of trading services kind of appealing. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like if somebody would really want a tarot reading. Yeah, like who's the handy or the repair person who is like, what what's in my future? I just I kind of like the that cross of tension there. Mm-hmm. So so three days, if no one responds, I'm gonna do it myself. And then as a reward, um my friend Bridger has a free pass to go rock like to one of those wall climbing places and that's gonna be like the reward. If, if By I the way, thank it. you. Thank you for that act out <laughs> of climbing up the wall. Yeah, why don't we do video? <laughs> By the way, have you ever had a tarot reading? 
Yes. Either of you? Yes. Okay. I love them. I mm, There was a girl that I went out with years ago that um, when I was at her house, I was immediately realizing this was not the person for me. And then she suggested she read my tarot cards. And I was like, oh, no. And um, and she also sang a song for me with her acoustic guitar. As I was, she couldn't read my body language. I was so far up against the arm of the couch. I was I was terrified. Um, and uh, she read my. <laughs> she sang me a song and read me my uh, my tarot future or whatever it is. And uh, I have no idea what she said. I, the whole time, I was just like, please let it be in the cards and I'm out of here <laughs> within minutes. Now, within minutes. Have you guys ever mm-hmm. done anything DIY in your home? Um, mm. Life. Mm. Mm. Mm, so true. Mm. Have we, Tig? We're not really handy. handy. Okay. So if something like that uh, happened to you, you would just call someone to paint it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are like, we're stars. We're not going to Home Depot asking for a spackle. <laughs> okay. I need a wire brush and some spackle. The, we're stars. That's I what I was about to say. <laughs> but you interrupted. I was just about to say, Lizzie, don't you understand? We're stars. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we were in Home Depot. Um, oh. I don't know why we yes. were there. What were we like? We were on a certain aisle. Okay, we were in spackle. We were in. Let's say no. we, we were. Let's. I think we were actually looking for like nails or something. Um, yeah. Okay, so we went into Home Depot and there was another lesbian couple um, on the aisle. We were needing to be on, looking at the same nails. And Tig, I'm walking toward them, and Tig like held me back and was like, "We can't go stand by the other lesbian couple looking at nails." <laughs> So we waited. We can't we can't be in line like two other generic like it just it was, it was too much. Like I couldn't it was just a cliche pile up where these two women are just you know deciding between the nails and Stephanie with all confidence barrels towards and I was like what are you doing? We get, this is embarrassing. We have to just give it a beat. Let them walk them away. Let them get their nails and walk away. We're we doing can't. self-checkout today. It's a self-checkout day. <laughs> Listen, I we know we're stars, like, but we're still checking out. me. Going to need a little elbow room. <laughs> Coming in for the nails. Which one you got there? <laughs> we're going to oh, have yeah, to Oh, yeah, the three-quarter inch. Uh-huh. Did the project turn out? I can't remember, but you know what, Stephanie? During the pandemic, you were kind of dyke-a-doodle-doing yeah, around the house. I got kind of dyke Yeah, you st- you fixed our um, sink when when we couldn't call our handy person. That's over. right. And I yeah, put together were- that gigantic um, box thing. <laughs> Well, this also was I did order the wrong thing and then it showed up and it was um, for like, I was trying to get just like a little box for outside for our kids' toys. And then what came was this enormous thing that I think is for pool equipment or to like hide your pool heater or something. And mm-hmm. so I, bi- I built that thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I felt kind of like I had like the toolbox out and... Stephanie, yeah. that is so impressive. 
You're like, I, I know, built a has... shark tank. <laughs> Gather sharks. <laughs> For Tink like, to go in the next my tent. wife go? Oh my gosh. I got out a sander once and I was sanding this old table and um, just in my own world with a straw hat on, sanding an old table. And meanwhile, Stephanie, I didn't realize, was filming me. And then she put that to, was it closer to fine? <laughs> Did you put, you, I think she put music over the video of me sanding a table to an Indigo Girls song. So. Where is it? Is it public or private? That video? Yeah. It's very oh. private. Can we drop it? Can we just not talk about it? I feel like people are going to vote for me to go in and do this confrontation. And I just need to know, maybe I'll go in and pretend, you know what? No, I just have to go in with the purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what will you say? Okay. I'm going to walk in, find Maria, laser focus. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to be there folding underwear and body by Victoria. <laughs> There are all these like different sections of the store, like the panty bar, very sexy, love cloud. She might be in love cloud, actually. <laughs> Is there a not as sexy area? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you should do is get all of these episodes on like a, a tape or something and then put it on her desk and say, take this job and shove it. And just look like a lunatic. <laughs> Even though she's the one that you like. Be like, and this and this tape will destruct before your first 15-minute <laughs> lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you come back from Wetzel's, this tape will have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Wetzel's. Just expose it all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I've been talking about you for four weeks, since Thanksgiving. I was in here on Black Friday. Uh Joke's on you. Joke's on you. I've been working here. (laughs) As a joke. Day in, day out, serving your business. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I've been devoting my soul to a corrupt company (laughs) with corrupt ties. And jokes Look on you. So foolish <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think I'm going to say, Maria, I just want to be very clear. And I wanted to come in here because I do care about this job. <laughs> I need to know because of my schedule, if I'm still an employee of, and let me tell you, it's actually called Bath and Body Works LLC, I think, or something. Oh, mm-hmm. right. I need to know. Am I still in under the Bath and Body Works umbrella? What if she says you never were? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so who be are a you? <laughs> and then she vanishes be- beneath the negligee. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. 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 Or you say like, I just you know I'm really working on myself, and when I get my next job, I really want to improve and make sure I'm always you know growing and understanding my. Um, <laughs> mistakes and flaws. So if you wouldn't mind just very clearly telling me what those are before I go apply at LIDS. Or you should tell her that you um, are going to be going out for an audition and could you use her as a recommendation? I really love that. That's alchemy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Go in, Maria. I just want to tell you, I had a really great time working here. Maybe I could just pretend I'm there to use my discount. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if would either you, if you need it. <laughs> would you ever use... I need bras. Like, uh, um, Would you ever have like an ear... What are those? Like an oh ear God. thing? We had a walkie-talkie. And I'd be like, there's a gentleman heading into beauty looking for a 16-ounce, very sexy, sun-drenched. If someone could help him, he's wearing a black hoodie and he has a red mustache. Thank you. And was there ever a point where you were like, I kind of like it here. Maybe this is my job. Yes. Yes. I actually like retail. Yeah. I think it's fun. Like, I— Yeah. I know there's also like a thing in LA where it's like, oh, if you're not making it, you become a real estate agent or whatever. But sometimes I've been like, I feel like I would love doing real estate. <laughs> <laughs> or like I have it, I feel like I have it in me. I love satisfying people uh-huh. because mm-hmm. I'm deeply damaged. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I no, can't we believe we made this work. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like, I love the idea of, like, ringing the bell, making the sale. I, and I love when someone's like, thank you so much for your help. Like, I, I just feel like I do, there is a sense of gratification. And could you on. do something like that and not do stand-up? No. Mm-hmm. Because even then, and this was something I started doing toward the end, because I think I want to do some kind of show around it. Because there were also, like, a lot of really sad characters. Like, there was a woman who was... Obsessed with this restaurant called Potato Corner. <laughs> she was always like, Lucy, are you going to Potato Corner today? I'm like, just really wild personalities. <laughs> also, I found out that yeah. like three of three of the women I worked with were pregnant. <laughs> and we were like in the back room after well, Black Friday. And one of them goes, yeah, I had to go to the hospital the next day. And I said, why? She goes, because I'm pregnant. And was on, she was on her feet for eight hours or something. Oh, my God. Well, they're all, like, going home dressed in uh, lingerie. <laughs> and so people are going to get pregnant. People are going to get pregnant. <laughs> it's the gateway <laughs> to getting knocked yes. off as a job at Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Like, everyone just looks sexy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when they go home. Right, right. When, when, they, they, yeah. when they take the pink sweatpants off. Right. When when Miss Potato Corner goes home, I mean. But I was mm. keeping little, we like we have things we would spray perfume on to hand to people like, oh, have you tried our new scent bear or bombshell? So I would give them those. And then I realized, oh, because I had a little fanny pack. I put a pen in there and I started taking notes on the perfume cards that I was like, I'm going to write while I'm at work secretly. Mm. Wow. So that's my story. (laughs) And did you know the entire time she worked at Victoria's Secret, she was taking notes? That's how (laughs) she wrote her novel. (laughs) I am, I am so honored that you came on the show today and that I'm happy I got to see you. Well, Well, we're stars. Your stars. I got to see you. I can't wait to drive by your house and point it out mm-hmm. to everyone looking for the Crock-Pot house. Before we go, do you want to— The wanna... Crock-Pot house? So you haven't seen the show. You have not seen the hit phenomenon. What? This is us. Oh, no. Okay. No. I uh, The last show I ever saw was 
um, what's happening, I think, or um, <laughs> Sanford and Sons. You love Sanford and Sons. Well, we need to do that tour. Let's get it going. <laughs> um, before we go, do you want to plug anything or – well, I have a pod. I have two podcasts. I have one called Don't Ask Tig, and it's an advice podcast. And then I have another one called Tig and Cheryl True Story that uh, Cheryl Hines uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. She and I discuss a new documentary every week, and it's just nonstop nonsense. And um, I always have new tour dates added to my website. Um, you know, just. The same the old rigmarole. Sell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have two movies coming out. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I have Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher coming out February 10th. And uh have an, another movie in February. I don't remember the date called We Have a Ghost. So it those are both really on Netflix. Really great. It's so exciting. And I'm performing at the UCB Theater in L.A. Um, a lot these days. If you ever are in L.A. and want to see a live improv show, I have a show you called Pretty Darn Queer. Pretty Darn Queer is the show. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Do you know when the next one is? Um, it will be February 12th at okay. 7 p.m. I'm going. It's really fun I can't wait. show. And Those shows sell out. Those shows sell out fast. Um. And Lizzie, thanks for having us on. You know, we're like huge fans of yours. It, it, yes, it is, we love you. I love you. And it has been nothing short of a dream, really. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you guys, seriously, thank you so much. Our pleasure. I'm so yeah. honored and I'm so happy I got to see you again. Thank you so much to Tig Nataro and Stephanie Allen. I am imagining you all listening to this, by the way, at Potato Corner. I can't stop thinking about her. Much like a carbohydrate, I'm still processing it. Now let's peer into the future. I'm going to draw two tarot cards, one for Fix My Wall and one for Hail Mary Mall. Fix My Wall. Wow. We got Ace of Wands. I love this. It's, um, it's a hand popping out of nowhere holding a wand. Wands are ruled by fire. It's an exciting card. It's it's growth. It's a new opportunity. I, I love that it's holding this tool. I love that it's holding a putty knife. And also that in the background, there are these kind of rolling hills. And so it suggests there's a potential here for growth or for a new path. And, and maybe this wall will end up being, in, in a sense, a door, a portal into something new and exciting. Okay. Now, Hail Mary Mall. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've, I'm reading this as an advice card. I got temperance, which is saying practice moderation, practice patience. It's a woman with wings. She's pouring water from one container into another. Um, it's kind of saying there will be a divine solution. There will be divine intervention, but also reminds me of the proverb, don't push the river don't force things to happen. She could also be pouring one out for the Cheesecake Factory. But um, temperance for Hail Mary Mall. Okay. Before I go, I need to say thank you to my new patrons, my Lizzaleers, Amanda Marisi and Beth Lerner. Welcome to Patreon. And thank you for keeping this show afloat. 
Um, if you'd like to join, the link is in my Instagram bio. Also, again, if you want a tarot reading, please get one. Go to lizziecooperman.com. I can't wait to meet you over Zoom. And what do I have for shows? On the 30th, I'm at Fresh Air Comedy, which is in a really fun venue, American Barber Shop in Echo Park. And now I must ask you, fix my wall or Hail Mary Mall? The choice is truly in your hands. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.